If you're not getting the results you want, you may want to look inward. Today, my guest and I are going to challenge you to consider your own personal leadership in getting results. This is Coaching for Leaders, episode number 81. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Greetings to you from Orange County, California. This is Coaching for Leaders, and I'm your host, Dave Stahoviak. This is a weekly show to help smart people improve their communication and leadership skills, and to be able to look inward to be a more effective leader. And that's, in fact, going to be our topic today. Why personal leadership is great business. If we want to be more effective in our organizations as leaders and to influence others, we should be looking at ourselves first and how we are leading ourselves and how our own personal leadership comes into play. And I'm so glad that my guest today, Jamie Welsh, is someone who is really talented at challenging leaders to be able to look at themselves first in order to drive great business results. And she's very talented as a marketer, as a business person, but it all comes back to how we're leading ourselves. So she's going to be joining me here in just a moment for our conversation. We sat down just about a week ago, but before I introduce Jamie, a quick reminder that this, the first live webinar that I'm hosting for Coaching for Leaders, this community is going to be coming up on Thursday, this Thursday, March 28th, and it's going to be at noon Pacific time. So if you'd like information on how to register, make sure to catch that at the very end of the episode here today. It is a free webinar, but you do need to register in advance. So I'll have all the information here at the end of the episode. So be sure to stick around for that. Now, here's my interview with Jamie Welsh. I am so glad to welcome our friend Jamie Welsh to the show today. Jamie is the founder and CEO of the Red Willow Group, and I'm going to let her tell us more about what she does, how she does it, but we are here today to talk about the importance of changing our own mindset to create good in the business that we're doing. And uh, many of us who are part of this community are involved in business but the thing is, is a lot of times we look outside of ourselves to try and figure out how we can be effective at leading others. And really, uh, I think Jamie's going to really challenge us to look inside and look at ourselves. So Jamie, welcome to Coaching for Leaders. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm just thrilled to be here and excited. And I think it's going to be a fun conversation. Yeah, me too. And uh, we were talking before we sat down to interview of just how much work you do in, um, in, in marketing and helping businesses to be more effective and getting their message out and, and being effective and how much of that work ends up coming down to the one-on-one -on -one coaching that you do with <laughs> leaders. Yes. Could you tell me a little bit about that? Well, it's, it's interesting. It's one of the, it's actually one of our core process that we are often um, called upon to come in and do marketing work. But part of our process that we require with our our clients is what I call business strategy. They have to do the business strategy consulting first. And really it's, mm. it's a, it's a way for us to go in and understand from a core business perspective, what potentially they're trying to accomplish from a marketing perspective. And it's a way for us to make sure that we're tying marketing to core business 
objectives so that we're not just there to do radio spots, TV commercials, but what really what are we trying to accomplish? And oftentimes it's that business strategy consulting that we do at the beginning that makes the marketing more powerful, but it's also where the conversation starts to shift from purely business process and marketing to really what is the core of what they're trying to accomplish. And oftentimes what companies are trying to accomplish starts to go all the way back to how they're showing up in their in their work life. Oh, interesting. What's an example of a time or a situation where you've seen that happen, where uh, how someone's showing up in their personal work life is affecting how all of those things are happening around them? Well, we've had, oh, it's, it actually, it's every time. <laughs> I can't think okay. of, I can't think of one time where regardless of sort of what the contract might say that we're being brought in to execute. And, and again, you have your KPIs, you have your deliverables and all of that gets done. But what makes that most powerful is when you sit down and it's often with the CEOs, I would say nine and nine point nine percent of the time that's a nine ninety nine point nine percent of the time that's who we're talking to mm-hmm. so we're sitting down with the ceo to say okay what is it we're trying to accomplish so as we're talking about business objectives what and i'll use an example of one of our one of our current clients is that what ended up happening is that they were on this trajectory of of success and then had a really bad year and we're mm. struggling i mean and again conflict or times of of when things blow up is often even in our personal lives when we stop and take stock and go what am i doing wrong so this was a business taking stock because they'd had a bad year and really wanted to figure out what they needed to do different to get back on track Mm, okay and part of that conversation then becomes one you have to start talking about well is it possible that potentially you weren't even always doing things right even when you were the most successful which means part of what makes companies successful often has nothing to do with them it has to do with outside influences and factors and uh, so i mean okay. all the things that are happening in our economy sometimes businesses that potentially aren't even run that well are successful so this is an interesting um mind shift change for some leaders and probably a lot of leaders in business jamie is that it sounds like what you're saying is that there's not necessarily a correlation between making money and you having been successful. Exactly. Ah. <laughs> so, and the, we all, when we are successful, we love to take credit for being successful, which means I must be doing something right because my company is successful. Well, that's great and it's wonderful and it's it's a great ego stroke, but if we if we look at sort of the totality, even when you're a small business and starting up and then you have great success and then maybe you have failures, all of those things, the one common thread there is you. Mm. And so if you look at that as a personal continuum of your own life and your business life, it's one of the things that we often don't do is we don't look back. If we're, let me, let me sorry, let me backtrack a sec. If, for example, I have a, a personal trauma. I go through a divorce. Oftentimes that's when people take stock and and look back at themselves and go, what did I do? How did I show up? Mm. Now, if that happens in your business, you go look at what you did from a business perspective. How many times, and I can guarantee you, it's the answer is going to be zero. Does a CEO go back and go, what personally did I do that could have impacted this? Or how did I show up personally that either had an impact 
on my business. We don't do that because it's not personal. It's business. Oh, interesting. So a lot of times the leader doesn't really take that that introspective look at why they've why do you think that we have that disconnect from personal and business? Um well, I think it's inherent in capitalism. I think it's inherent in I mean, if you look at how we structure our lives, we mm-hmm. go to work, we spend Monday through Friday there, we have our work life, then you have your weekend life, you have your family life, you have your friend life, you have your you know, you're, you go to church on Sunday, but those are all, you almost look at them compartmentally. And yes, you are the one string that ties these all together. Sure. But you're different at church than you are. And actually what's interesting is even with one of these CEOs I'm working with, (laughs) I noticed how soft and kind and, and just this whole, his whole presence would change when I asked him about his, his church work. Hmm. And he, he, his ling- his body language, everything about him softened. And he's, and I said, <laughs> I just looked at him, I said, how can you bring this energy to your business? Something happens when you walk through one door that you soften and you become just at peace with yourself. You're connected to the higher power, the whatever we want to call it, God, the source of, and, and you relax into it and you're there and you're present. And then you come to your work life and it's like, what's the bottom line? You know, what, how are we doing? What's this? And, and that's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. If you can bring that energy to your work life, how much more successful could your business potentially be? And that has nothing to do with doing anything different than you showing up differently. But this is not something that really most people look at the world. They think, okay, I've got my work life. I've got my personal life. I've got maybe some volunteer work or athletic work or whatever I do. And we see these things as very different buckets, for lack of a better term. But I, I'm starting to hear a few people, Jamie, and you're <laughs> one of them, of people who are spending more time saying, hey, how can you be authentic and true to who you are in all of those places? And honestly, <laughs> because we are ego-driven, that's why this is so hard. That's why this conversation uh. is something that we struggle with as human beings. Because at the end of the day, if we're going to start to say, I want to be as authentic at work as I am when I'm with my children, when I'm at church, when I'm all these other places, if I'm going to be the same person, wow, your ego just did like back. It's like, you can't do this to me. <laughs> mm. I, I do this for, for, for your own good. I protect you from all these things. You can't be this open at work because Here's all the reasons why. And so the second you start to pull back and say, you really have to start being present and asking who you are and that who you are has to carry through through your personal life and your business life. Because then suddenly who you are, it is, and I'll use a Christian term here because I, I haven't found one that fits that I, I'll, maybe I can think of one before we stop, but it's your ministry. It, mm. it literally becomes who you are and that doesn't change then depending on what door you're walking through Mm. or who you're talking to. And now, you know, we use, we've overused these words and, and I, it's, I struggle with it. Like the word transparency in business, that's become this new buzzword. Mm -hmm. Transparency and authenticity is one. Authenticity is another one. We've done it on the show. And so if we, if we stop those labels and just say, okay, but 
how do you just show up? That means I actually have to stop this fast paced world that I this. I mean, we are on this trajectory and everything is going a thousand miles an hour. And that's one path that the world is on. Then you've got this other group of folks who are on the planet right now mm-hmm. who are all about slow down, yoga, meditation. Yeah. Get into the vibe. Right, right. Well, the fact of the matter is those are not in conflict. They actually, you need to bring these together. And I truly believe within the very short future, it's happening now. It needs to happen even faster. And I think this will accelerate in mm. the next three to five years. So I know one of the things that you coach senior leaders on when you're working with them and you're helping them to think about how they can think about positioning their business and, and having the right branding choices is that in order to speed up, that they need to slow down. They how need do to you, slow how down. How do you do that? Well, because the slow down is not slow down your business. The slow down is you need to slow down. So oh. that's, that is this, this collision course that we're on. It is all of this, you know, and it's the new age spirituality. It's the, I mean, it's new age, it's Christian, it's whatever it is. There's a whole space out there where it's about be more prayerful, meditate, stop, be in the now. I mean, mm. this is not new stuff, but the fact is it's taking on a new power. And if you can get someone who is on a trajectory from a business perspective of going 150 miles an hour and teach them to take time to meditate or be prayerful or whatever it is that resonates with them in their day-to-day life, those moments of quiet and literally stillness will make them infinitely more effective when they are in the 150 miles an hour. When they're in the doing, they will be more effective doing, which means their business will be more effective. And if that starts from the CEO, now just think about an organization that does that. Think about an organization that literally not only demands, but cultivates doing nothing. Hmm. That sounds counterintuitive to getting getting stuff done. But oh, yeah. It yeah. actually is how, how work will have to get done in the future. And Michelle Smith and I were talking about this on our last couple of episodes that there's this perception in the business world that if you're not if you're not doing something, you're not working. If you're not, if you're thinking that's, that's a bad thing, but you are doing a lot of coaching of actually having people stop when you're working with them on, you know, really complex strategic things like marketing and how to turn the business around, but to really stop and think, meditate, pray, whatever it is that's going to work for them in order to help them to make that connection. Yes. And I, I put out there that if we if we don't figure out how to put this into the business, which is obviously you know, one of the things that we're doing is to help people do that. This is, there's, there's a, these things are colliding and if they can collide in a really great way, it will be because we have figured that space out because mm. someone has, has figured out how when they're, if they're in church, those moments where they're just quiet and they love being in church because it's quiet. They can be prayerful. They can, and it's like, okay, imagine that space at work. How, how powerful that is. And if you allow for that space at work, that's the next trick, which starts to become the DNA and the culture of a company that you actually encourage those times of quiet for your team members and for yourself. Hmm. And I know that, Part of what comes out of this often for your clients and when they do take that time to step back, think, meditate, pray, whatever they choose to do, that 
sometimes it's them actually stepping out of the business a little bit and or finding that strong second person too. Tell me about that. So one of the things that is so common in the business world, and it's it's common enough that um, I will say it's almost 100%, (laughs) that we have great CEOs. And if you were to look at all the great CEOs, I guarantee you those that are truly great, and even those that are just moderately successful, but the ones that we think of as truly great, if you really look at what makes them great, it's because they found a number two. That is the yin to their yang. That is the, you know, they have opposite SWOT analysis, <laughs> you know, whatever yeah. whatever you want to say, that is the person that allows them to be present and be in their space so that they don't have to try and do things that potentially are not their strong suit. So if I'm mm. a visionary, the the best thing for me to do is find someone who's really process oriented and someone who who get sort of those connections so that you can actually have, none of us are perfect people. And I mean, we do this in personal, again, we do this in personal life, right? We go around trying to find our mate. And we always talk about yin and yang and you know all of this male, female energy, yay, yay, it's all great. Why don't we do this in the workspace? Why do we think that when we go into the workspace, we have to be everything to everyone? Mm. And as a CEO, the biggest mistake we often make, because it's ego-driven, is that we can do all those things. We can be the Horizon 4 visionary and get the work done and, 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 and. And it's like, no, you can't. So the best thing you can do as a CEO to be the most effective is to start looking for those number twos that actually complete you. (laughs) You know, you complete me. Yes. And that is, and it literally is on a personal level. Again, this has nothing to do with business. It has to do with human relations and how we come together, but that makes a stronger business as it would make a stronger marriage. And it has everything to do with business at the end of the day, (laughs) right? It has everything to do with success. Yes. And so it's one of those things where as we start in it, and oftentimes, especially when, when I'm dealing with CEOs and business CEOs, it's how you start to language some of this. Mm. I mean, even in this conversation, I'm using words that I often don't use when I'm dealing with CEOs because it sounds a little too touchy-feely for them. Mm -hmm. So you have to, part of the trick of this is finding that path that allows for these conversations to happen simultaneously. Um, You and I were talking about Daniel Pink, and I think he's done an amazing job. He's, He's one of those bridge people that we should all be looking at where he's got the hearts and minds of the business community, but he's introducing this sort of like, other side yeah. and and it's brilliant. I mean, and even when we were talking before about like Whole Foods and conscious capitalism, the fact is we're even, even in that conversation, the Whole Foods conversation is that somehow the, the capitalism is still the conversation. And I'm saying, let's look at the consciousness. The conscious side of conscious capitalism is where we need to start looking at and where the the conversation needs to start developing and really growing. Jamie and I have had some conversation around the uh, John Mackey interview, uh, who's the CEO of Whole Foods that was done on the HBR IdeaCast recently. I'll put a link to the show notes in as well. And one of the things that I think is really interesting that he talks about is that, you know, it's, it's interesting that a lot of people in business, when you ask people, what is the purpose of business? They will say to make money. But when you look at any other profession, 
nursing, teaching, uh, you know, architecture, any other profession, you ask, what's the purpose of that profession? You'll always get answers like, well, to heal people, to help people to learn, to, you know, for an airline pilot, to get people there safely. But if you ask, a, if you ask someone, what's the purpose of a business person, they will say to make money. But really, that is a, a really limited view of what business can do and what the value that we can bring through a business and as a business leader. Exactly. And it's, and what, and then we're back to conscious capitalism because we're focused on capitalism. So at the end of the day, a doctor has to make money. If, if they're not profitable, they can't heal. So part of this is then what is my mission? What's my personal mission? What's, what is my vision? What am I bringing to the table? And it could be that I'm an architect, but as a business person, as an entrepreneur, as a, you know, one of those folks, it's still my mission. It's still my vision. It's still my purpose. It is what I was brought on this earth to do. And when I'm in that space and I'm doing it, and this is all very spiritual now, I'm successful mm. because I am literally in my space. I mean, there's a reason why doctors, when they do things, they always talk about miracles. When, when you're in that realm of healing. It's like, I don't know, we, <laughs> it was just a miracle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're open to that. And yet on the business side, you know, don't, don't talk about that kind of stuff. That's not, and yet that's exactly, I mean, how many, if you sat people down, how many of them say, it was luck. It was the fact that I was working hard, but I, I was at the right place at the right time. I mean, all of it, it's, it's all about serendipity. It's all about miracles. It's all about those, that side of business that actually has a huge impact on business that we never talk about, which mm. is the human connection. The fact that, that serendipity does happen, but that's happening because of human connections. It's happening because we are human beings in a spiritual space. And if we can start to bring that to our workspace, then we can become conscious capitalists Yeah, because we're conscious first. Yeah. When you use the word love on your website, I noticed in your bio of, you know, your business being a labor of love and, yes. you know, you're doing very serious business work and <laughs> helping people to make a lot of money and your firm has been very successful. And yet you use the term love, which I love, actually. Yes. I love that about you. And Don't so tell anybody. <laughs> I, I'll keep it quiet. Well, it's on your website, so everyone knows now. But so here's the thing. So how do you get, and I know you've had success with this. How do you, what is it that you say or that you do with senior leaders that starts to get them thinking that maybe there's another part of this conversation? It's not just about the balance sheet. Yes. It's not just about the what the graph is, what the marketing plan is. Excellent. Um, and I will tell you, yes, because you can't walk into a CEO's office and say, hey, I want to introduce you to Marianne Williamson and Wayne Dyer and Deepak Chopra. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> hey, there's this guy called Jesus. You really should check him out. I No, you can't do that <laughs> because no one is going to say, oh, this has, you've immediately just completely created a disconnect. Yeah. So, you're not talking their language. You're not talking their language. For a lot of people so, if you do that. Some of the, I mean, and these aren't, this isn't rocket science because at the end of the day, it is love <laughs> that makes all the difference. It's mm. the, I mean, if you look at ego, the absence of ego is love. So if you truly are coming to the table in love, you actually are already having a connection with someone, a CEO who's very business minded on a different level and they don't recognize it because they know there's something different. They don't mm. know what it is, but whatever's coming out of your mouth seems to make sense. 
so there literally is a different level that you're con- you're connecting with them on that they don't even necessarily register consciously. It's all it's just like wow this 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 is I like what you're saying. So then you have that connection because literally the message is different. So that's step one. Step two is now I'm going to talk to you in ways that you can now funnel that through a door that makes sense to you or a channel that makes sense to you. Mm. So for example, and I say this with all my clients. So if any of my clients were here and they're like, yep, that's one of her things. Yeah. I call it time effort dollars and time effort dollars. This oh, that sounds very businessy. Mm-hmm. Well, Try applying that to how you spend time with your children. How I mean, just take that and you can apply this to any aspect of your life. How you spend your time, the effort that you're going to put towards something, and what's the return on investment or the dollars? Is it going to cost you money? I mean, you can do this for vacation planning. You can do this. And guess what? It also works for operations. It works for how you're running your business. Mm. How much time do I need to spend on something? What's the effort I'm willing to put towards it? And what is the dollars? Either making money, costing money, whatever it is. So what's interesting about that is when you start talking about time, effort, dollars, I'm also talking about your time. How do you like to spend your time? What's the effort you want to put towards something? And now that just got a whole lot. That's a different conversation. You didn't even realize we're having it, which is where you are personally that you like to spend. What do you like to spend your time doing? Where are you willing to put effort? And now suddenly we're not talking about your business talking about you how did that happen so part of this is i mean it's taking simple business tools like a swot analysis that everybody is like oh yeah that's a great business tool apply it and do a personal swot analysis then you do swot analysis for your executives and for those who may not be familiar with the swot analysis strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats yeah very common model that businesses do and and those of us who work with business will have them have them go through that process of figuring that out. But we can do that same thing for ourselves, just yes. like you said. Yeah. And what ends up happening is you, and again, I, you could do this for your partner or your husband or wife. <laughs> and what you'll probably find out is some of your most successful relationships in your life are SWOT analysis is where a SWOT analysis where your strengths are their weaknesses and their weaknesses are your strengths. And suddenly mm. we're right back to talking about the personal connection and how we're showing up and how I'm showing up and how it has an effect on you and what makes this synergy of working together work. Mm. And we haven't even started the business yet. Yeah. So it's part of, it's just whenever, I think this is a really, really brilliant example, Jamie, that whenever we're talking to anyone, whether it be a CEO, a customer, uh, a spouse, of really thinking through like what's the language that resonates with them, what types of things do they think about what's important to them and then start using that language rather than looking at ourselves and saying, okay, here's the language I understand. Here's what makes sense to me. I'm here to fix you. I'm here Let to me fix, fix you. you. Oh I'm yeah. Here to fix your business. Yeah. And and nobody <laughs> likes that kind of approach, right? I'm here to fix you. <laughs> Never happens. But if we go in and we really try to love and to look at the other person's perspective, that that for us, if we want to influence and lead is huge. Oh, it's huge. And another example of, you know, in a previous life when we were working with production home builders, um, we had a soft, it was a software application. Okay. So nothing more technical than that. It's an online software application. And yet we would have, we'd run them through what I call the pre-software consulting, which is nothing more than the business strategy consulting that we have clients go through now, Hmm. which is really this sort of human filter that we're talking about. And in these 
pre-software meetings, it really was about looking at the current process. So before you go lay a new software application on top of, or put it into a company, what is the process you're, you're actually trying to support with this? So if you have a broken process and you put software on top of it, guess what? That software's not going to solve the problems. Software's not a silver bullet. Right. It's just going to help the process break faster. Yes, probably. exactly. Uh, it's like, oh, wow, look, <laughs> we thought we sucked now in one, and we suck in one day as opposed to one month. This is great. <laughs> now we can see it on graphs how bad we are. <laughs> so, you know, I we would basically tell them that this was part of the software implementation process. They had to go through and really what it was was a human process. We made the construction guys come around the table, the oh. uh, salespeople, the options and upgrade purchasing. And we'd sit all these people around the table and start talking about process. And in talking about process, we would also talk about how they handle the process, which is how I relate to you. Mm. And finding out that so many times the broken part of the process was because you and I weren't connecting. And we do this thing in life and I, I, I need to come up with a name for it. I, I do it visually so... For those on radio, I'm pointing my finger out. <laughs> She's making all kinds of gestures in the air with her fingers. <laughs> so it's this, it's sort of how we go through life pointing out. Like in an example of that is this isn't my fault. John didn't get the, the, the report in on time. Uh, I, we, I, this could have happened, but Sally didn't show for the conference call. Kind of that, it's always the external it's, environment. It's not, not my problem. I, I did what I was supposed to do. All mm. these other people just didn't show up and do what they were supposed to do. And so it's a lot of finger pointing out. So everything we're talking about here from the very beginning of this conversation is about how you take those little fingers that you got pointing out. Now point them up and now point them back to you. Mm. <laughs> that is what this is all about. It's all about pointing the fingers back at yourself and saying, how can I show up differently? If I, if I know John is never going to change, because guess what? He might never change. Sally might never change. And if you keep showing up expecting them to change, then good luck with that. <laughs> it's going to be a very frustrating life. Yeah. But if you start pointing the finger back at yourself and say, how can I show up differently? I guarantee you it's a law of physics. This is physics 101. If every time I see you, I say something to you and I get the same response and it's snarky, whatever it is, you know, just just the pattern, right? Yeah. And and every time I'm like, why why is Dave always so snarky? He's just so negative. Every time I say hi to him, he's like, ah, hi. Well, try showing up differently. Try walking him and going, Dave, what did you do last night? Did you have a good night? How was your day? Suddenly, you can't just go, ah, hi. You have to stop and engage with me. Mm. I literally, the law of phys physics, by pointing the finger back at me instead of saying, you're negative, and I come back and say, how can I just change this equation a little bit? Physics dictates that you have to respond to me differently. So now let's just take that back to everything we've been saying. You've got these CEOs, business isn't going well, whatever it is. If you can get them to start pointing the fingers back at themselves and they can start showing up a little differently in their own space, the ripple effect of that is one of the most powerful tools we have. Mm. And all it means is that I have to point the finger back at myself and say, how can I be as at peace here in my workspace as I am when I'm with my children, as I am when I'm on vacation? There is no such thing as vacation head. You should be in vacation head every day of your work life because there should be no difference. You shouldn't have to escape work. If you're, if you're truly living in your bliss, all those things would be running together seamlessly. Mm. But to do that, you literally have to start pointing the fingers back at yourself. 
I resonate with this so much, Jamie, because sometimes I will have people come to me for coaching or work with clients and they'll, they won't always say this out loud, <laughs> but they will indicate somehow, well, I need to do a better job at uh, changing others. You know, I have a team of people and this, this team is problematic and I need to figure out how to change this team. And the ones who are effective at making change learn either fairly quickly or at some point through that process that the best way they can affect change is changing themselves. Yes. And getting to know themselves really well, which I love that you do this as well too, of that focus on the leader looking inward first. Yes. Before they start pointing the fingers outward. Yes. But this is a new concept for a lot of the business world. Oh, well, oh in business world, it's unheard of. Yeah. I mean, and it's one of the things that if the more we can get, and, and this is not just leaders, it's anyone. This isn't just for the CEO of the company. I, do if It doesn't matter where you are in an organization. Start taking that on and watch how different your work life gets. Mm. If every day you show up and say, I want to be... The Vol oh, I was gonna say the Volkswagen. Okay, one more story. Sorry. So one of the things so he calls the there's, Volkswagen, there's a Volkswagen vo involved the Volkswagen here. effect. Um, many, many years ago, um, Volkswagen had a commercial where a gal was walking down the street, she makes eye contact with the boy, smiles, and he just is thrilled because this pretty girl smiled at him. So of course now he's happy, yeah. you know. And he has a smile on his face and he sees someone with a hand, arms full of groceries and he opens the door for them. And, and it just spills out, this whole scene spills out of all these people doing good because somebody did something nice for somebody else, smiled. Uh -huh. And so then the end of the commercial, they go back to the beginning and they show the same girl smiling at the boy, but they show it from her point of view. And it's a Volkswagen going behind him. So literally she wasn't actually smiling at him. Oh, funny. She was smiling because the Volkswagen yeah. <laughs> went by. Good marketing. Great marketing. Yeah. So part of this whole pointing the finger back in is the Volkswagen effect. And literally it was a smile. And that is all we're talking about. Turning in to say, how can I show up differently, better? How can I be a, a truly a vehicle for good and love in the world. Mm. And what does that look like for me personally? And everyone, that answer is going to be different for everyone. And that's what's so unique and wonderful. But if you do it, the repercussions are nothing but love and good coming back. Mm. And we can just live in a space that is, is much more powerful. And it's not to say that bad things don't happen and we're not still going to have stress and struggles in our lives. But what a great place to show up if I can just remember that it maybe life isn't such a sharp edge that it might actually have some room for being a little softer on the edges. <laughs> I didn't warn you about this question. Okay. But <laughs> since we're talking about this, pointing the finger back at ourselves, what's a time that you've pointed the finger back at yourself and learned a lesson because of it that helped you to be a better mm. leader, a better communicator, a better coach, a better family member I do it every day <laughs> one of the and I say that only because when you've got a personality as big as mine um if you if you drink your own Kool-Aid you're you're in for a world of hurt so part mm. of it is that 
I learned very early in my career to surround myself with people who are very different from me so that I can appreciate really truly how much I'm just, I suck. (laughs) 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 And I'm just really fortunate to have people around me that are awesome so that I can, I can do what it is that I do. Um, and that I honestly, I mean, it says on your website, by the way, you're the vision guru. Guru. Yes. And how can you be a vision guru unless you've got lots of people around to take vision and turn it into something that's tangible and real? Because uh, you and I could sit and have this conversation all day. Right. And I'd be in, in heaven because mm-hmm. this is this is my space. I love doing this. But what's the practical what's practically coming out of this? Well, that means someone has to turn around when I'm done having these conversations and that re- actually does turn into Okay, so here's some practical things that you need to do with your business. Mm. You, we're, gonna, we're now going to do some work, right? So you're trying to change hearts and minds. And as you're doing that, then something real has to come out of that. Well, guess what? That's not my strength. So now everyone else gets, you know, we get to have this team that comes in and makes all of this kind of conversation into something tangible and real, which now has a real impact on your company. So now business starts to change. You start to be more profitable. You start to connect better with your customers. You start to have a better return on investment. So if it doesn't have real implications from a business perspective, then we don't get to have this conversation. So Mm. for me, it was recognizing very early in my life that you've got to surround yourself with people who are smarter, brighter, better, who could knock you out in a second and surround yourself with them because you are not, if you drink your Kool-Aid, you're sunk. So I'm just grateful to have those kinds of people in my life. And I have them in my personal life. I have them in my work life. And they're people who, thank God, think I'm a pretty nice person. Because I'm like, wow, I'm so lucky that you look at me every day and go, I want to work with you. And nice. I want to spend my life with you or whatever that is. And it's, it's because you can't take yourself too seriously. Mm. Because we're none of us are all that good. Well, speaking of good, you do some great marketing work for organizations. What's the best way for folks to reach you if they wanted to learn more about what you do? Um, the best way, well, our website is redwillowgroup.com. And that's probably the best way to reach us. And I could, yeah, that's the best way. Perfect. Our website. I'm going to get uh, your contact information online as well, too. Perfect. So check out the show notes if you'd like information on how to connect with Jamie. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. It was wonderful. I appreciate it. Jamie Welsh is the founder and CEO of the Red Willow Group and someone who knows a lot about love, looking at herself (laughs) and leading people effectively. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Dave. Since Jamie and I had this conversation, I've of course done some thinking on my strengths and also the things I don't do well and how I should be tapping into the resources of others in order to support the work I'm trying to get done in the world. And I'm hopeful that this has also sparked some new ideas for you too. If it has, we would love to hear about it. Go to our website, coachingforleaders.com slash 81 and scroll to the bottom. Join the conversation about this conversation Jamie and I have had today and this episode. You can also call in feedback to me anytime at 949-38-LEARN or email me at feedback at coachingforleaders.com. 
hey, the Coaching for Leaders live webinar is here. This is the week that I am hosting the very first Coaching for Leaders live webinar. Webinar. I'm really excited to get to talk to many of you live and to be able to interact and uh, and be able to connect with you in a new format. And so the title of the webinar is How to Get It All Done Even in the Midst of Chaos. And I'm going to be walking through tools, strategies, software, things that I utilize that help me to get things done, help me to control the chaos that's going on in our lives, and more importantly, to give you some tools and strategies that you can use that will help you to be able to get more control of all the things going on and be more efficient. And of course, it's a great opportunity to make connections with other folks here in the Coaching for Leaders community. So if that sounds of interest to you, it is completely free. You can register at coachingforleaders.com slash webinar, and that will register you for the webinar. It is going to be this coming Thursday, March 28th at noon Pacific time here on the West Coast. So that is three o'clock Eastern time and 1900 hours GMT time for those of you who are abroad. So again, how to get it all done, even in the midst of chaos, a free one hour webinar this coming Thursday, March 28th, noon Pacific time, 1900 hours GMT. And you do need to register in advance though in order to get the link and to uh, be able to get online, all you need is just your computer and you can hop right on. Go to coachingforleaders.com slash webinar and that will get you registered. Hey, I also want to say a huge thank you to Isabel Heinig, Susie Maningping, and Mamadou Ao. Thank you for connecting with me online, either at Google Plus or Facebook. You can connect with me there at coachingforleaders.com slash plus or coachingforleaders.com slash Facebook. And if you would like a midweek booster shot, as well as announcements about any upcoming webinars like this one that's coming up this week, be sure to hop on to our weekly article list and you can get there by going to coachingforleaders.com slash subscribe. And that will get you on to the weekly articles and announcements about this webinar and future ones coming up too. Hey, I'm looking forward to connecting with a whole bunch of you live on Thursday for how to get it all done, even in the midst of chaos. Coachingforleaders.com slash webinar. Register there and I'll see you Thursday. Take care, everyone.